The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio.com. We are the usual suspects. I am DaVinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. And to my right, I have the one, the only... T-Rich. Indeed, indeed. And of course, styling in, I have the lovely... Trey Savage. Indeed. You're, you're lovely too, sweetheart. Just... What does it feel like being the only male? Huh? What does it feel like being the only male? I, I, I you're never in the middle right now. I, I have no problem, you know... Being in the middle of two females. It's never been a problem for me. We like to be called women. Thank you. Did I say female? You said females. <laughs> when I say that? Just really? You said, I like being in the middle of two females. Oh, I've never had a two, problem with that. Okay. Well, that's true. <laughs> no, no, I believe it. No, I believe it. I'm women. Ladies. Queens. Women. Empresses. You ain't got to get on a hotel on us. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, you you know, I whisper. You got to bust out the shape out of it. I, I like women. I can't speak for Takia. Lady kind of bothers me. It has class connotations. You know what I'm saying? And the reality is class. What does that mean? Paris Hilton is rich. Hey, Del Gibbons is a lady. <laughs> She's such a fucking lady. <laughs> So, anywho, today's date is April. Thank you for uh, correcting me. I didn't. I realize I said it. That that's, that goes back to my undergrad uh, years. Pick up some certain colloquialisms from different uh, friends and family and stuff like that. So, something mm-hmm. stay with you. But um, today is April twenty third, two thousand eighteen. It's a Monday, and uh, yeah. So there are a few things that we got on tap for y'all. Uh, first and foremost, Kanye done lost his damn mind again. Well. He's continuing. How do we even explain it at this point? Do we, like, what is, can we just say that he's just like, you know, just like off track, off the rails? We can just say that Kanye has untreated mental illness and people who have treated mental illness sometimes have, you know, moments where they got to go and have a vacation. And so the reality is if it's untreated, then there's definitely going to be moments when, you need to go and have a vacation. And I think that he's at one of those moments. And Are you I saying mean, vacation? Are you saying like course. rehab or like, like, like stint in a, in a, in a, I mean, you know, it, I think wh- wh- what kind of vacation he takes depends on how they want to, you know, spend it. So, I mean, if I personally was Kanye's friend, I would be telling him, you need to go and have a nice, at least to start 28 day stay, you know, at a facility where they specifically handle mental issues. Um, now, if he's got a substance abuse, something or other on top of it, then, you know, rehab would definitely help be helpful. But ultimately, you know, even if he is having substance issues, people do drugs or drink or shop or do anything excessively to, you know, you know, deleterious effects of their own lives because they are extremely bored or unhappy. And most people are actually just unhappy, mm-hmm. not bored. And so we need to find out why it is that he's so unhappy. Now, I think many of us probably think that it all started, you know, or, or the straw mm-hmm. that broke the camel's back was his mama dying. But I really think that that was just a straw mm-hmm. that broke the camel's back. I think there was a heap of shit on there before that. So the reality is until he gets his, you know, his happiness or his, uh, until he finds his joy, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be, you know, spells of he does well and then he doesn't. I, I feel like his overall cycle seems to be one, maybe not in the micro, but in the macro of kind of like a bipolar, you know, there's really high highs and really low lows. But he does love Trump. He loves what? Trump. Oh, well, you know, that's what he, uh, the Ebro was talking about today. Cause you know, like I could feel his rage when he was like, going "Oh, he was it. very angry." Yeah. Um, you know, he posted this tweet about 
I I like the way Candace Owens thinks, and I'm pretty sure that's the first time anyone in the history of language has ever said I like the way Candace Owens thinks. Um, and she's like, oh, my God, can you, Kanye. Can you give a little background on who Candace Owens is for our listeners in case some of them do not know? Kanye, I mean, Kanye. Candace Owens is a quote-unquote black woman. Um who has a, is it on YouTube or is it a podcast, Red Black Pill or Red Blue Pill or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. But she's a, she's a black MAGA Mm -hmm. and she supports Trump. She has described Trump as the savior of Western civilization. Mm -hmm. And um, she, I think she spoke at the Republican convention because she's like, you know, super Trumpy. And uh yeah, so So she's like on the Sheriff David Clark level then. Yeah. Okay. Oh, anytime like anybody black yeah. refers to Western anything, I automatically unless you're talking about West Indian, mm-hmm. um, I automatically uh put up a little bit of a like like mm, like caution. Caution, like you know, like people start talking about Westernized Christianity, like, yeah, that's problematic for me. And I've got family who've done it that I love very dearly, who I, I respect very, very much. But at the same time, you know, we start talking about Western this and Western that. Let's get one thing straight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can you can challenge the facts if you want to, but go back and look them up first. Uh, virtually anything that you that you see that's considered AKA or AKA that's been considered Western was taken. Or co-opted from someplace prior to that, you know, like so, you like to look at like Western medicine, but there's a place called Africa had a lot of stops along the way. <laughs> Westerners will help quite a bit. Uh, so with their, she, with their, she's a yeah, little bit of a conservative I, I, mess. I, I, I got to say, as somebody who is actively in academia, that that Western civilization is a legit invalid term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's something that gets pushed so often that people just... Like that's a thing, but like the idea of like Western culture, like Western how, like 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 one of the things that people and we talked about this before. One of the things that people like to say with America is we're the place to create a rock and roll. Like no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. That 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 was clearly taken from you know blues and jazz, and everything was was raised about of that. You know what I'm saying? And we know who but would have But those are actually American creations. I get it. But you, when I you mean, say we, a, the question I is think, we. Who is the we? I think the American part because yeah, when you yeah. say American, that, that, that's, people that's exclusive. don't generally think of like black Americans. No, that, they that's generally, exclusive. Like when you say like all of you know, quote unquote, all American girl, mm-hmm. you think of like blonde hair, blue well, eyes. People, not me. Yeah. Think of like, you know, blonde white hair, girl, blue blonde hair, blue eyes, Denim volleyball. Jeans. Yeah. Two parents, a dog. White pig fence? Sure, why not? Yeah. So Kanye... It's exclusionary when you say American. Kanye and Ebro had a a conversation. Ebro's from Hot 97, right? Yeah. They had a conversation and Ebro was basically like, dude, what the fuck? And Kanye was like, hey, I love Trump. There's a little more to it than that, but that definitely came Basically, up that was Kanye what it was is. saying, like, yeah, I just want, like, yeah, I want to have an open dialogue. And I Ebro want people was like, to stop the dialogue so has been here. He's like, Ebro's like, the dialogue has been here. You haven't been here. He said, you live in the Calabasas, bro. Mm-hmm. Put your wife and your kids in your weird family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I added the weird part. <laughs> but he said, you, you living here with your, you living there with your family and your kids around a bunch of rich people and basically disconnected from what's going on. You don't understand the complexities and the nuances of what's going on. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I tried to talk to Obama about Chicago, blah, 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 blah. I said, like, word, son. He's like, but he wouldn't he wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't, he, he wouldn't talk to me, whatever, like, word. And Trump like, talked to me, though. And, and like, Ebro's like, yeah, so have you tried to talk to anybody in Chicago who's doing stuff right now? You start listening to people, say, so you try to talk to Chance? And then Laura's like, yeah, you try to talk to your good friend Common? He said, yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, you try to talk to Common? You know, so. Uh, but I mean, to be, to be fair. Kanye did say he was going to put out music from the sunken place. So he he recognizes that he is sunken and he's putting out an album or a CD with Kid Cudi, which I can only imagine what kind of travel through depression and mental illness that shit is going to be. That is some woman-hating, depressed-ass shit. Woman-hating? I, yeah. I just thought he had a lot of depression music. I know he had woman-hating aspects to it. 
Uh, I'll take I your words for it. I know he's very... Big Cuddy uh, is, is, is low-key woman-hating. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I, I haven't, I'm, I'm, I'm taking your word for it just from a perspective of I haven't listened to his music outside of what I've heard, you know, through radio play or like through Kanye's music and stuff like that, whatever. I haven't listened to Man on the Moon, so I can't really... I, I, is that the last one? I don't know. I, I think that's the first one. I think I just, that's the first one's Man on the Moon. I tried to listen to his last CD, but mm. I was like, yo, man, this shit makes me want to go slip. And then, yeah, and the other, that's what I heard. The second <laughs> one, like, it's not that I was a, a, a opposed to hearing his music, whatever. Um, I just heard like the second one was really like Super depressing, dark. and I've I've heard depressing music before, but like I I don't necessarily want to like you know wrap myself up in that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like that's not gonna I don't know what that's supposed to do for my spirit. Just say like yeah, I felt that that place. If I'm I, dude, I'd rather hear music that's gonna lift me up out of that shit. Think about you, J Cole. What's up? Kids on drugs, Candy. killing yeah. our demons. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us will forever be stuck in a Dostoevsky mood. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Kanye, Kid Cudi, like he's one of those people, you know. I think that... What's the Dostoevsky mode for those who might not be familiar? <laughs> oh, just drunk and depressed and, you know, wallowing in your own introspective existential sadness and fuckery. Yeah. But I mean, there was a, a point, like with 808s and Heartbreaks. I like that album, though. He was wallowing then, but it was a good wallow. Yeah. Well, I, see, even think, was, I even think My Beautiful Dark Fantasy. I, that was a little stuff. weird, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, after that, I just like, mm, Jesus is like, nah, bro. I just. The, the thing about the wallow is sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. It's like, you know. Auntie Belle, you know, Belle Hook says some amazingly, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, insightful things. And then sometimes you'd be like, hold sit down. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, same with Alice Walker. And I just feel like all of those people fall into the same category of you are amazingly intelligent and you use your brain a lot. The sad part is your brain is stuck in sad mode and the loop that you got, you know what I'm saying? That's constantly running instead of trying to find sometimes a little bit of joy. It's just wallowing in the sadness of it all. Um, And so, like, I feel like if you keep wallowing in your sadness, I cannot say this of Dostoevsky, but I can't say this of all of the people that I've just mentioned who are currently living. Eventually, if you wallow in that sadness too long, craziness sets in. So some amazingly brilliant shit will still come out, but then some absolutely insane shit will come out because, you know, your your sad can drive you crazy Mm -hmm. if you allow it to. Well, I I have a a slightly different perspective on that. Um, And um, I have to be careful not to sound arrogant as fuck when I say this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do believe um, personally that... that, uh, Genius is not uh, unfamiliar with insanity. Oh no, I, it definitely I, is. I, I think I think when you have a certain, I think level, they are very good. I mean, science yeah. has showed us that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I just I just think I think when you when your your brain I think just accesses things differently, ideas differently. You have a whole mm-hmm. different. I think sometimes that 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 openness or whatever, and that constant like unrest in and of itself, a mind that. That the body has to rest. If the but, body doesn't rest, it breaks down. If the mind doesn't rest because it's always trying to think and always trying to create and do these things, especially as an artist, I think we know there's that that drive to want to continue to create and that push. And if you don't know how to balance and navigate or whatever, and you throw stuff like like fame and startup in there with it, I think it's a very thin line. It's like I just posted an article today about Lauren and like Lauren Hill about like you know some of the things that she was going through for her last twenty years of her career. And um, some missteps that she had, and there's some points that she took some hits where she probably didn't have to. Um, like she apparently like said something about the Catholic Church and like you know pedophilia, and like y'all should really like check this shit. And they got mad at her for saying that y'all should stop this pedophilia shit, which is kind of crazy because ain't the church supposed to stop this pedophilia shit? But I think that's also like one of the reasons people, when they have. Uh, pervasive mental illness, they don't like to take medications consistently if they're like, you know, it dulls, very, it, dulls yeah. it down. Yeah. But people say that in And general, if you have though, bipolar yeah. disorder and you're in a manic phase, you can get a lot of shit done. Yeah. 
lots and, and, and lots of shit done. Like Turing is a good example. They tried to um, they tried to chemically castrate him, like like mentally. Who? Alan Turing. Oh. They tried to castrate him. With, huh? Did yeah. they? Yeah. Well, because they, they, because he was he was gay. So they well, they, they want to get in that way. That, that I mean, I'm saying, but no, but 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 I'm saying I'm speaking to the medication aspect. So basically, but when what it did was, was it basically cut him off that that genius, and he was aware that it was like affecting his ability to do the things that he knows, and that led to his suicide. So but it's, it's, we it's don't such actually, a we don't actually know if Alan Turing killed himself, and many many people close to him do not think he did. That's a fair point too. That's a fair point. So, Either way, his genius was cut short. We'll put it that way. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. But there's also a very thin line between like tapping into your insanity, your quote unquote insanity for like artistic genius mm-hmm. and like pushing it a little so, bit too far. So I read an article that somebody wrote um, earlier this week about or the, over the weekend about um, Kanye's philosophy book and you know how he's writing mm-hmm. this philosophy book on Twitter and Huh. The craziest thing what? is that. Hello, 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 hello. Wait, wait, wait. She said like she said like we were supposed to know about this like right, that. Kanye, oh, wait, out. So, so, so I thought that everybody knew this. Okay, no, that's why I keep telling so you for the last, people who might not be familiar week, at home. Last week is when the crazy dropped. The crazy did not drop with Evro. Evro was probably talking to him because the crazy dropped last week when that nigga opened up his Twitter account and said he will be publishing a philosophy book totally online through tweets. So let's start there. Okay. Because I'm not mad at that. I mean, he's been he's been contemplating the photograph, right? And he just doesn't know how he feels about it. And you know, like because the because the photo art because of taking the, a picture? Wait, yes, he's been thinking a lot about the concept of the photograph because the photograph does not allow you to live uh, does not allow you to live in the now. It either puts you into the past or into the future. And there was, there was some other something that he said about it. But the article said somebody needs to get the Kanye West, the Kardashian West into uh, marriage counseling ASAP. Because if he's sitting up here talking about writing a philosophy book based on whether or not he's not so sure about the photograph, what he's ultimately doing is questioning his whole fucking existence because he's married to a fucking photograph. And and, and and so the article Family really did a lot of analysis about how Kanye seems to be wrestling with the shallowness of life and, you know, how that has a lot to do with his actual personal situation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would have to say that I probably agree with the person who wrote this article. And then just based on the fact that he is now out publicly saying that he loves Donald Trump. What I would say is that not only is he crazy, but his coping mechanism, the thing that he thought was going to save him, the Kardashian family, yeah. is actually now driving him crazy. You know, and but 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 the issue that needs to really be addressed when we talk about Kim and Kanye and the Kardashians and all this fuckery is that he was fucked up before he got to them. Mm-hmm. They have not done this to him. He has not done anything, you know what I'm saying, that he has not wanted to do because the reality is he ain't been on that TV show because he ain't want to be. You know what I'm saying? So, I, and I'm only putting that out there because I feel like Kanye got a bunch of issues on his own that he needs to address that are totally independent of Kim and that whole family. And like he came to them with those issues. And the reality is he going to leave with those issues. He's going to leave just as trouble. And unless he gets his ass into real counseling, you know, and because I'm not necessarily going to say that he needs medication. I'm going to say he needs to talk about what is going on with him then he going to be this unhappy mess. Mm. But yeah, the philosophy book. Okay. Yeah. That that yeah, that's yeah, that's that's deep and, and I I was to wrap up what I was saying earlier. I I think that Kanye although what he's been saying is um doesn't sound intelligent. Um I think Kanye is highly intelligent. I think um from what I've seen like you know in like documentaries and interviews I think uh, when it comes to musical genius, I think I can apply that term. Um, I don't necessarily agree with all the stuff and all the sonic scapes that he set forth. You know, just because he has musical genius doesn't mean I have to like everything he does. I don't. Everybody has been called musical genius. I'm not gonna. I don't feel like I have to like just because. 
They say John Cage is a musical genius, but I'm not really into a one note progressing over the course of an hour. As far as I'm concerned, Kanye is Grissette, Michelle. (laughs) He can be canceled right along with her ass. I don't know what this album, CD, whatever, collaboration, I don't know what none of that shit gonna sound like. Never gonna know what it sound like. Wait, what album? He's putting uh, out uh, an album. Yeah, well, that's that, and that's the whole thing Ebro was saying. Like, so basically, you're making these incendiary comments because you're trying to tie it into album promotion mm-hmm. and say that people can find out what you mean if they check out the CD. And it's like, yo, this is not this is Ebro is basically like, yo, this shit ain't for play. To mm-hmm. just to sum it up, like, yo, like people like have 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 died over this. People are still dying over this. People are crying out over this. People are very upset. You know what I'm saying? So like, Candace Owens to say that Black Lives Matter, for example, were people who. She called whiners, labeled mm-hmm. them as whiners. And Ebro was saying, like, yo, you're talking about people, well, Laura was saying, you're talking about people who've lost their daughters and their sons to like violence unnecessarily. And they're saying that at the top of their lungs that our lives matter. And your response to that is that we're whining. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, how can we have a conversation? That was Ebro's Ebro was saying. So he's saying the conversation's been open. You've been painfully unaware of it and you've been painfully absent from it. So um, that's enough about Kanye. Yeah. I didn't expect it to go this long. Uh, but speaking yeah. of other problematic people, um, this is more of a local level. I don't know if anyone knows this person. I don't know him. Here. I was driving my car down East Capitol. Uh-huh. And there was lots of traffic. And I was like, that's not usually traffic. Maybe there's like an accident. Nope. It was not an accident. There was something on drugs in the middle of East Capitol, waving his arms like one of those blow-up doll things that's outside the car wash. (laughs) (laughs) And so I could not move because I was like, this motherfucker is on probably a few things, and I don't want to hit him. Girl, it's probably just a fake weed. So then... That K2. He laid across the hood of my car. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm dead ass serious. I'm dead ass serious. He just lay there and was still waving his arms like those blow up dolls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you doing? I'm like blowing the horn. <laughs> People are, so are like. because I'm not saying I would have stepped on the gas, but my foot would not have been on the brake. Merrily, we would have rolled along until nigga, you roll off. Like- well, I took my foot off the brake and I drive a manual. So my car started rolling back. And he just scooted back on the hood. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? So, like, there's, like, cars in the other lane that are driving by, like, blowing the horn and looking at him. Some guy was like, hey, man, get the fuck off that car. And I was like, will you please listen to him? (laughs) And so, finally, finally, he got up and he kind of, like, you know, shimmied over to the side. And I, like, drove off. And I saw that, like, after I drove off, he kind of darted back in the the road again. So... Mm. I don't know who this person was, mm. but he was problematic as fuck for my for my commute that day. Mm. What you telling me is that I need to take my ass over to the sporting goods store and get me a little little league bat, like the like the ones they give out of Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> because like no, sir. If only I have river stones. I'm but trying I'm, to tell you, man, what you need to do is get get yourself like a metal t ball bat. They're a lot lighter and smaller, but they still got that ding. I'm trying to tell you. So no, that's what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get an aluminum one. Yeah, my friend keeps one in her trunk. Yeah, them little metal T-ball bats are a lot lighter. You still get get, get some good follow through on that. It's not quite Negan Lucille, but yeah. you know, she you, took you, it inside when we were at the yoga retreat at the ashram. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, if we get murdered at an ashram, I, I had a wooden one, horrible. but the cops confiscated it from Mo. Why? Because it was a weapon. It's a bat. How old is a weapon? So, so, so let me just say. Oh, I was like, wait a minute. I feel like we're missing yeah, some context. You're a lot of context. You can go with. <laughs> no, he wasn't actually doing anything, but I had it wedged in right next to, um, like, the center console so that if I needed to, I could actually, you know, grab it and keep a hand on the steering wheel. I got um, it. Yeah. So, that makes right. Sense. But, but apparently the police thought that that was obviously a weapon. You're, you're not going to batting practice. So, so what you're telling me is... That's what I was about to say. Like, I just need to buy a glove also. So All it right. can roll around in the back seat. You know what I'm saying? Cool, cool, cool. 
Um, speaking of rolling around, uh, Waffle House, <laughs> Georgia. They did catch him alive. I thought it was Tennessee. Was it Tennessee? Oh, it was Tennessee. Yeah. yeah Tennessee. What happened in Georgia? Oh, that was where the girl was thrown on the ground at, in the Waffle House, right? There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the Waffle House, but yeah. the one in Tennessee, um, this guy, Travis. Actually, eggs in Tennessee, though. Was he naked? He was half naked. He had on a Ooh. green jacket. <laughs> Initially, he had on a green jacket. He also has a little bit of history because he uh, showed up at the White House claiming to be a sovereign citizen. Um <laughs> And was like, yeah, you're just going to have to arrest me because I'm a sovereign citizen and I had like a meeting with the president. Um, and he was like, he had some sort of, I guess, like um, community service or something he had to follow through with that was done. His guns were taken away and very helpfully given to his father. And his father gave him back. Because, yeah. of course, he did. So then like around three o'clock. Oh, wait, wait, you're skipping something before you get into the actual incident. He also had a police chase last last week. Oh, right. He went to the BMW dealership, it's, said it's, he wanted to buy a car, and stole it. <laughs> and <laughs> they found it because they used the GPS or whatever tracking on the car and found it at his uh, initial, ended up finding it at his apartment complex. No, they ch- no, police chased him first, and he like he got away, and then he That's what I'm saying. Like, eventually, they, yeah, that's he, how they yeah, found Yeah, he abandoned it. it near his apartment complex. So all these, I just want to say all these things. Look at all these And he's still, he's still walking around. All these clues. It's like the last dude from Parks, Parkland when they were saying, yo, like the FBI knew about this guy. All these clues. <laughs> all these clues. Like, this dude ain't right, but nah, this, let's let him have his guns. Keep going. I'm sorry. But so. the FBI also has come out to say that they have they did their best to try and make sure that he was unarmed. But apparently, whatever state he's in, what was it? Yeah, whatever state he's in doesn't have, like, they, the state That's their local law, yeah. That's right, that, that, exactly. Yeah. Like, the federal, mm-hmm. the feds have no jurisdiction, and the best that the state could do was have um, the father take the guns, but we see how useful that was because, I mean, you know, he just gave them right the fuck back. Mm-hmm. All right, and then what happened as a result so, of him? About three o'clock in the morning, he rolled up to the Waffle House. He was not completely naked. He was wearing a, a green jacket, and he shot like two people Four outside. Pe- oh, I don't know how many people. I don't think he shot and two killed outside. two people outside, and then went inside and killed two other people and shot four, four more. And, and there was fifth, a guy, actually, James a Shaw. Yeah. who was standing behind the door and was like, motherfucker, if you gonna kill me. This is not what was written in the newspaper, by the way, but I'm pretty the, sure this is what he said. It's just motherfucker, if you gonna kill me, you gonna work for this death today. <laughs> and James Shaw like fought him and took the weapon away. And I think that's when he wriggled out of his jacket and he ran away from the Waffle House naked. Um, he was caught today. By the police who said that um, he was dangerous and showed signs of instability. However, he was taken alive, unharmed. He had a little couple tears in his shirt. but And a, and a gun in his bag. And a gun in his backpack. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just want to also point out that once again, the news being the wonderful, you know, unbiased parties that they are, were very careful not to say we don't think this is, we don't, we don't think this was an intentional, like, you know, targeting of anybody, They're like we don't, we don't think that this this was, you know, premeditated as terms of like you know who he went after. But mm-hmm. come on now, three in the morning at the pancake house. I, I saw I, the pictures. I, I, I don't know I, nothing I, about. I, 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 I just thought about it when you said it. But I, I, I didn't. I wasn't even trying to be funny. But it's just like oh. three in the morning at the Waffle House, yo. I mean, come on, man. Well, what do we talk about? What do we talk about here? Come on, guns and butter. Same. Guns and butter. Yeah. So I, that just, I, I don't think that's coincidental at all. Do black people frequent the Waffle House? In the year? South, they do. In the South? Yeah, that, girl, that's, a thing. that's like church. Yeah, that's a thing in the South. Like up here, the further north you get, the more, uh, more uh, uncomfortable I am with Waffle House. 
ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not fat. They do use real eggs, though. I will say that. You see them crack the eggs open. I love the waffles. While you're right there. I think the waffles are a little bit too thin for me. I don't get the waffles. You know, I'm from Pennsylvania. I feel like if I go to Pancake House, I should get pancakes. I go to Waffle House, I should get waffles. Get them hash browns. You can get them hash browns 85 different kinds of ways. Oh, okay. You can get you know, mushrooms. Cracker Barrel got them good hash browns, too. I don't like going Cracker Barrel. Yeah, yeah, I know. But Cracker Barrel got them good hash browns. We just though. got Cracker Barrels not too long ago. Oh, my gosh. Cracker Barrel's yeah. breakfast is be putting you under the table. Every Pecan time I go pancakes? home, I'm like, I mean, my... I've had Cracker Barrel. You know, it's good. Mm-hmm. I just... That should give you legit with digestion. Oh, what? Cracker Barrel? Mm-hmm. I ain't mad at you. But you know what? We have diners. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Diners are... Definitely up, up further up north, yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah like we, Philly, we Jersey, New York, yeah. yeah. So I know nothing about this Waffle House culture. That's why I was like, black people like that. That means oh yeah, to... downside Waffle House is the especially thing, especially like in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's and that's uh, what I'm saying. Like three o'clock in the morning, you Waffle finish House? going to a club what are we or some shit. We talking, we talking well, black folks think, or truckers. Mm-hmm. I just think <laughs> that he was from Tennessee and he had tried to get in to see President Trump. You know, and so we should have automatically assumed that he had some kind of political agenda that was fucked up and white supremacy was probably somewhere on the list of things. But, you know, maybe not the most important. Speaking of white supremacy and, and, and such things, there was supposedly, uh, I think, in Noonan, Georgia, there was a, a Klan rally. In oh, Georgia. yes. Yes. I just want to say arrested- shout out to Noonan, Georgia, Noonan, Georgia, because I got fam out there. What up? Wait, where they arrested the counter protesters because they had on masks. And I could understand why as a counter protester in the middle of a town where the Klan came out to rally. And I don't know, you may assume some people may identify you in a way that may be harmful to your health later on down the line. I can be real with you. Like I said, I got family in Georgia. I've been there and um, I've seen rather large Confederate flags flying very high in the sky. On right. the way to visit family. So, so uh, yeah. So so you could understand why a counter-protester mm-hmm. might want to, you know, disguise Conceal themselves. their identity. Right. Yeah. Maintain so their protect life. Protect themselves for later on. Yeah. Right. No, but I think it was in Georgia at a Waffle House where a, a black woman was arrested by the police and, like, they were, like, choking her and shoving her on the floor because the story goes, she got into a dispute with the cashier about plastic utensils, and the police were called. Are they strip searched her? Is that what you're talking they about? They didn't really strip search her, but like her shirt came down. Uh, okay. And they, you know, I, they, I, she I, was I, like, what are you doing? And one of the officers was like, I'm going to break your arm is what I'm about to do. Wow. And then another officer. Is that a man saying that? hmm They're all men. Oh, yes. And then another officer just started choking her, and I guess like. The third officer that was there was like, hey. yeah, chill, chill. We in front of people, chill. Yeah, let's not confirm with everybody. Else I, don't know. I mean, it's so hard to keep up with with things. Yeah. I it don't is. anymore. I just refuse to. It's so hard. Nah, but also, like sometimes you just can't for your own like mental health, which is important. True. Well, some some well, some, some different. I think. Oh, it, it, for me, it's that. But then it's also like racism is racism is black people's problem because it's dangerous to our health. But it's actually not our issue to fix. And no, so no, no, no. I just feel like I don't. W- what is there to say? <laughs> True. Fix this shit. <laughs> That's what this show is. Fix this shit. Uh, we, we, we could change it to shit you might have missed to fix this shit. But, you know, I think shit you might have missed is more catchy. Uh, no, no, I feel you. It's just that, you know, I, I, I'm at the point now where I just, you know, we just waiting for good white people to, I don't know, live up to their be better and give the message to other good white people or, and maybe some not so good white people. I don't know. Maybe we want the good white people to talk to their Trump supporting cousins. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's not my problem. Fix. I can't even think about it anymore. So what we can think about, um, just very light. Topic before I get to what I want to talk about. Uh, just having to read <laughs> an article and it, it said a woman was fined $500. Because she brought an apple. Because she brought an apple off the plane from France. You can't bring in foreign fruit. But they gave it to her on the plane. And it was like marked in the airline bag. 
That's why I'm afraid she got in France. Yeah, Are saying. you really trying no, to? She got on the plane before they actually got off. Like it's like like before they landed. She got in in France. I know. Just saying. It's foreign fruit. Yeah, I, I just find it funny. I like I was, but the way the story went, the way she told it, it was like, yeah. So like, was your was your trip to uh, Paris expensive? She's like, yeah. She said, well, it was about to get a whole lot more expensive. As they give you this five hundred dollar fine, <laughs> I'm like, that is an asshole move right there. Like, like you know, like this, that was said with joy. That wasn't said with like you know, like I'm sorry to have to do this. It's like no, 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 no. I'm I'm actually. They, looking... Wait, do they make an announcement on the plane that says leave the produce behind? They well, don't they have necessarily a make though, an announcement, but, you don't think but about they that do if they say give you snacks. when you have to fill out your customs form, it's it says ready. like, do you have any like fresh fruit or meats produce or whatever? Produce or milk? Yeah. Chocolates, all that stuff. If they ask you about that, because you know but sometimes people you bring like plane, meat from other countries. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm just saying that right. that's that's how I would be because I, I I feel like I feel like that like you know if you gave it to me on the plane, I'm not thinking but about it in that way. I didn't bring it. that people got in their suitcases just slide on by, but you gonna tax me over an apple that they gave me on the motherfucking plane? Mm-hmm. On top of that, they said she could possibly lose her global interest status, which is the real travesty and all this that tragedy. Is. Like global entries, that shit. You do realize that I would be suing the shit out of Air France, right? Was it was it Air France? It was it wasn't Air France. It was a domestic. It was. It was was either United or Delta. Oh my god, that's even worse. That's even worse. No, it wasn't. It was actually wasn't even Delta. That that really, really, the people who tried to tax it was TSA. That's the ones that pulled her off to the side because she put it in her. She put it in her bag. I mean, because that's. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. You give me like like little pretzels off the plane or whatever. I ain't gonna eat them all at the same time. It's not fruit. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Just saying <laughs> you give me some delicious <laughs> yeah. that I like. I'm gonna put it in my bag. I'm gonna put it in my coat. That's what I'm gonna do. That's when has anybody declared an airline snack? Never, never. That's what I'm. I mean, probably somebody's clear, but I'm just, you're not thinking about it. That's my entire point. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you come in, you know, making this little cross the seas flights or whatever, and your stewardess looks at you all nice and says, "Would you like an apple?" and you're like, "Yes, I like an apple," and you decide like once you get to your landing spot, you still got apple left. I'm gonna keep this apple with me. Just don't take it with you. Let it go. You might another apple on the other side of the gate. Save yourself five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars for an apple. For an apple. I would be pissed. I've, I've I've had some money go off of some dumb shit before. I I got my AC quote unquote fixed in my truck. Now it's about one fifty for about like like a few pounds of like uh, coolant, and that shit lasted for like three minutes. Is that a Volkswagen <laughs> thing? No, no, that wasn't. No, this 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 oh. was actually my uh, my Explorer when it's a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it wasn't always a bucket. My, my Explorer was good at first, but then that joint just devolved into a bucket over time. That's what and happens. And she just will just find ways to like suck money out of my pocket. It was like a good woman. Like when, when she knew when I had money. When I didn't have money, she was quiet. I had no problems. <laughs> got to point A, point B. No, no words, no nothing. Just like get there. But that's as soon as the I problem. Got some money, my car knows I got too much money. That's probably what it is. Yeah, you're like, I oh, act so, up. So, so something changed about you. Different. <laughs> oh, when you spending on me? Start smacking her head. Give me twenty dollars. <laughs> no, give me two hundred. No, give me three thousand. <laughs> no. no, 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 bitch. We will be buying a new car. So, ah! so yeah, what I wanted to talk about though is um, basically I was driving into work today. I was listening to the Joe Madison show, and uh, he was talking about an article. Uh, well, not even an article, but he was talking about there's a conversation that's that's going around right now where there are some schools here and abroad that are looking to ban best friends. How? Excuse me. Ex- that, that was my thought. Like, what the fuck? So the the, the concept is, and like like uh, we'll get into my frustration, and I'm pretty sure because we have a therapist on the on the on the mic, uh, legitimate therapist. Uh, <laughs> Unlike some of you other motherfuckers out there on podcasts, um, we can we can get a more balanced perspective than mine. <laughs> but essentially, and I posted this article as well today um, on Flashback, even on Instagram. Boom, check it out. I did see it, but I couldn't look at it. Yeah. So uh, essentially, what it is is saying that the fear is that by kids having best friends, it it isolates and excludes others. So by putting them in a position where they can't have best friends. It helps them to be more inclusive. My feeling with this dumb shit is like, at some point, I think we have to stop over trying to over over police every little aspect about kids and let kids just learn. Because at the end of the day, when you go into the real world, 
And everybody ain't everybody. gonna be your motherfucking friend. And you don't want to be everybody. They're gonna be yeah, and they're gonna be some people that don't want to deal with you. There's you know what? You have to learn how to cope with that. I already got a problem with the idea of people having these little kindergarten graduations and shit. Like you graduate, motherfucker. It's it's, it's, I'm gonna stop. You finger painted and napped. Yeah. I was a child that knew at six, seven, eight. I don't actually like any of these. Yeah, but you had a parent that told you that you were a strange little girl. You're right. And not everybody. Now, now that's some real shit. Now everybody didn't have that. But what I'm saying is, you got kids now. You got you got the idea. That. But I knew my own mind, and like you're not gonna tell me I got to be friends with these people over here because you don't want me to be friends with this one because you worried about me not making friends because of my social skills, bitch. I'm telling you, my social skills, my emotional intelligence tells me them hoes over there not for me. So, That's why I don't talk to them. You know what I'm saying? And I don't care if I'm four or five or seven. Children do excellent jobs at mm-hmm. separating themselves into the groups that they want to be in because you know what? First of all, they a hundred percent honest and cruel and just just brutally honest yeah. with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A seven year old will tell you, "Bitch, you smell funny." Yeah, I'm you, stink. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? And the reality is, <laughs> it may be a whole bunch of fucked up reasons why the little girl next to her smell funny, but the All reality she knows is, is she smells funny. She she smelled the way she smelled, and she don't want to sit next to her. And we shouldn't force her to sit next to her. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. So it. then you're yeah. gonna have like a whole generation of of kids when they grow up who have no fucking social skills. Girl, yeah, well, they, they already have that now because they're saying like kids today, and this has been this is like a study from a while back, but they're saying that kids today don't understand how to process sarcasm because sarcasm is something that's conveyed in tone Mm -hmm. and they're so accustomed to texting and electronic communications that sarcasm doesn't have the same uh, meaning or it doesn't convey the same way when you're trying to text. Right, but like not being able to detect sarcasm is different from not knowing how to like, I mean, I think there are a lot friend. of things that are built in that are being baked into this idea. We're making punk ass kids. I, I mean, yes. I just, I just, you I'm can't just, choose your friends. Everybody gets a participation. Part of it, that shit blows me. You have me, to yo. get a graduation for absolutely everything. And I'm like, what is the point of a ch- everything is about inclusion? But life is actually not about, about inclusion. inclusion. <laughs> it's about actually, like you know, it's at not. some point you have to learn how to compete. And that's right. what you have to learn. At some point, you got to learn how. Like at some point, at some I have point, to be you have good to at also something. Realize, like these are my allies. These are not my allies. Right. These are people who I can, you know, fuck with. These are people I can't. Yeah. And I, I, I have don't to actually have a set of skills. I have to have several sets of skills for different right. tasks. I have to have a skill to know how to like get through school and to get through like work and job interviews and how to. Navigate shit like being in the grocery store or having a conversation, knowing what's an appropriate conversation to have with someone who's in your friend group and someone who's at work. And like you're basically just saying like, no, we're going to take that all away. Like you can't be trusted to learn how to be an actual functioning adult in society. So then you're just going to have a bunch of fucking idiots. So the article that I posted was actually, uh, from the tone of the article, seemed to be more so in favor of it. I think okay. that I read a couple. There's one for the Chicago Tribune and there's one for Business Insider. I think I posted the one from the Chicago Tribune. The one from Business Insider seems to be in favor of it. I think the Chicago Tribune was more asking the question, like, what does this mean? Like, what are the implications, so to speak, of what this is? This is but a horrible idea. But, but they were saying, like, one of the ideas of how they implement it, because you were saying how, or what the fuck, however. Lunchtime. Yeah. Who the fuck you sit with at lunch? But that, that, well, that's good that you asked that. So nope. the, what they what they said was they have numbered cards that they give kids, and they randomize them every day. And you sit by according to number, and you, like, interact with people at your table. Like, like, like you know, because people, that's a great way that people separate themselves. You sit with particular groups. At lunch, I can sit. You know, if you have a you have a group of sitting with you, don't mean I'm gonna talk to you. Don't mean I'm gonna fuck with you. Don't look, mean I'm gonna be interested in, in you. I fully respect one day a week. You say we want you to meet somebody new, and we shuffle around your lunch table. But what you're not gonna do, you know what I'm saying, is tell any child of mine or any child that I'm in charge of who they have to sit with at lunch, because the reality is life is daunting. You know what I'm saying? And recess, lunch, those are the times when children actually have to organize themselves into their social groups that support them 
You know what I'm saying? You hanging out with your bestie may help you both cope with the fact that the mean girls are mean to you. And I just like, like, how are you telling children why, how, how they can self-soothe or what would you think the proper way to self-soothe is? And there's like too many other things that you, you can't control for. So like, even if you look at something like, like neighborhoods, right? you can't, you're going to make people move. Every other right. day, well, then, live in a different house. Yeah. Even hold on, just for a second. But even when you look back on it, like, and I'm just looking back on my childhood, like, at a certain point, you get grouped academically, mm-hmm. and the people that you are grouped with academically, they generally that generally just goes along with it's you. Your day. Yeah. Through your, your day, yeah, through, your through life. years. Yeah. Right. So those are the people that you know better. You spend more time with those people than you do with with the threes that you're sitting with at the lunchroom table Mm -hmm. because y'all are all threes today. So, I mean, you can't control for every factor. You can't. This is going to be cruel, but you can't put the dumb kids in classes with smart kids. You just can't do it. Um, And the other thing I was going to say is, like, quite honestly, you could actually have more effect probably if you just implemented this in the classroom. Just rotate the fuck out of them in class. Like, okay, if you have, because most classes have group assignments. Mm-hmm. So rotate them, like, okay, especially if you have, like, you know, social studies and stuff like that, whatever. Like, all right, do a project with this person, whatever. And, like, you know, you guys have to work together. And but even, that, even, even grouped in class. I'm not saying grouped people, it. I'm just saying yeah, that there were still people, even, telling, even if you look at, like, a, a classroom of, you know, 20, 25 people, mm-hmm. there were still in, the, in that classroom, it was still like, you know, Three to five people mm-hmm. that I just rocked with, mm-hmm. and the rest of them was like, "Oh, that's I, probably more than me." I yeah. know you, Michael. Oh, yeah. You, you know. yeah, and you know it. It just goes. Sometimes it shifts. Yeah. How do you then account for like children being involved in extracurricular activities, which is another right. grouping? Right. I just, I'm just not for the idea of trying to micromanage and and, and control who kids interact with. You know, taking the, their their ability to make that choice for themselves, and I think that's ultimately what adults are trying to do. But they're trying to be all super bleeding, yeah. But they try to be all <laughs> bleeding hard, like, oh, we don't want kids to feel left out, like they're not accomplishing anything. So let's all give them give them all trophies. Let's you know do what? that instead of gun reform. Yeah, like, like instead instead of like you know like like what child needs. Needs a kindergarten grad. That shit frustrates the fuck out of me. You don't need a kindergarten graduation. Like, you know what I need? I need to feel like I accomplished something going from kindergarten to first grade. I just, I, I, I was talking to my bestie on Friday, and we were actually talking about um, a lot of the problems that she has with the school system and her children, and that there's a serious culture clash between how she raises her children and how the school wants them to be. Mm-hmm. So, I like, see that. You know, she has a son who is very smart, you know, and he has very good logical and and reasoning skills to the point where sometimes he is out thinking as a seven and eight year old, the adults in the room, but in a way that's like tragic, you know, so he is constantly being trying that they're always trying to force him to apologize for something, but he doesn't want to apologize for things that he's not sorry for because in Mm -hmm. his house, he was raised that I'm not going to apologize. And they're if like, King. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So King he Johnson. might apologize because your feelings were hurt, but he's not going to apologize for what he did because he did what the fuck he did. And he knows why he did it. And he meant it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about like him being aggressive or anything like that towards kids. But, you know, like there may be times when like he doesn't want to share or he doesn't want to play with others or he might have said something to somebody and they're like, oh, well, you hurt their feelings. Well, I mean, what he said was true. So what? We supposed to apologize because like the truth hurts. Like no, I I I don't understand that. I I just feel like I dread having to be a parent in any school system because I feel like there's a list of things in a handbook that I'm gonna have to write. Don't call me about this bullshit because I'm not here for this. Like don't call me because my kid don't want to apologize to somebody. She, I need you to apologize for calling me down here for this bullshit. Right, exactly. Like, like it's some things that, like, I expect you to understand. Not only are you like you gonna get cussed out if you interrupt my day, but I'm totally taking my child's side, and ultimately, I see myself being expelled from the school because, like, (laughs) I see see that too. (laughs) 
okay, so so like so like her one son was being yelled at because in his school they are not allowed to wear the sweatshirt to gym class that they wore to school that day. Come again, that right? Huh? What? Right. So it was cold outside, so they thought they were going to have gym inside. None of the kids brought sweatshirts. So they only had their inside gym clothes. Teacher yelling at them, why aren't you prepared to go outside? Well, we got sweatshirts. You're just not going to allow us to wear these sweatshirts because these are the sweatshirts that we wore to school today. So you got to have a sweatshirt for gym and then a sweatshirt that you wear to school. Or how about this one? That's very if privileged. You wear, if, if you wear That's a, a sweatshirt, wait, if you wear a sweatshirt or school or coat to school in the morning, then no matter how hot it is outside, when you leave that building in the afternoon, they expect you to have on the same sweatshirt or coat. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? And no, my kid is not getting the tension. And no, we not having this chat because what my child is going to do is regulate their motherfucking body temperature. And so if they came to shirt with a sweatshirt on because it was chilly out and they decided that it was, I don't know, 75, 80 degrees when they came out of school in the afternoon that they wanted to not wear the sweatshirt, then you know what they not going to do? Wear that sweatshirt and you know what conversation I'm not having? The conversation about why you actually think you want to talk to me about my kid not wearing the sweatshirt that he came to school with up because he is old enough to regulate his fucking body temperature. Like, how many times I gotta have that conversation with somebody? What school your kid goes to? Uh, yeah, about to say, I feel like, you, I feel like you've already had this conversation. Right. I, wanna... I, I, feel, I feel like I feel like she's had a secret child this entire time. She's had a whole child. Yeah, yeah, a whole, a whole, whole Cause you're child. real passionate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I told Barbara, uh huh. you call me up here one time, one more time, Barbara. I told her, look, bitch, come for me. That's what I told Barbara. I just, I, Cause I be so mad when I be, when I be talking to Kate. I be like, I don't That's understand crazy. how it is that another adult is talking to you like this and why you have to like a, have a civil response to this and why why is anybody having this conversation with you more than once i feel like the attitude with which i came for you when you came to me with this bullshit should have been so serious that you understood this was not a conversation that you wanted to have with me again and that was not something you were going to talk to my child about again and you know what you will tell the other children that he is special because if your mama talk like his mama then and enough of y'all talk like that you know what i'm saying but Mm -hmm. but if since they don't this is where you're at that's crazy kid gotta catch a heat stroke Because it was 50 degrees that morning and now it's 95 because we fucking live in DMV and shit, the weather makes no sense. I'm so lightheaded right now. Right. I, pers- I mean, but I just feel like, or, or like her, um, with, with a, a lot of things about sexuality. So her one daughter is in eighth grade and they're having all these conversations about sexuality. And so they're using all these terms with kids. So you got these eighth graders walking around, I'm pansexual and I'm bisexual and I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, no, boo. Your like brain is just turned on to sex and it's not fully adult yet. You don't know what the fuck you are yet. You're trying to figure it out. And not only that, but the reality is you could be 40 and realize that you're gay. So, I mean, like the reality is labels are going to always get you in trouble. What you should say is I like this person over here right now. Or if you know you like a certain set of genitals, you can say, I like those genitals, you know what I'm saying? And whatever gender is attached to it, that's fine. But I like those genitals. Like, like I feel like we need to be having... So, so, so the issue ultimately is that they're having a bunch of conversations with children where they're using these adult terms. And that's not actually what needs to be happening. What we need to be t- telling children is feel free to explore. Do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like this... Maybe if a kid asks, you can tell them what what a scientific name is. But I feel like we don't need a whole bunch of adult conversation with children. We need to have child level conversations with children. And it's okay to just be like, you can like boys or girls and leave it at that. But they still can't get slavery, right? Mm. Hmm? I said, but they still can't get slavery, right? Right, girl. Right, right. Because there was another idiot in where... Where do they always fuck up slavery? Texas. Florida? Texas. No, Florida man is a, a different mm-hmm. thing. Oh, right. Florida is where stupid people can kill each other. Right. Sla- Texas is where they can't <laughs> ever get the, the 
educational slavery, correct? There was a teacher in Texas who had her students do an exercise weighing the pros and cons, the benefits, if you will, of oh, slavery. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one little boy it's took- It's not the first time I've heard this. It's not. This, no, uh, no. This has happened a in couple Texas. years back. In Texas. It was and Texas a little too? boy, yeah. Wow. Little boy took it home and his father was like, what the, the fuck? Yeah. And it looks like, I don't know, may, I don't know if the father did it, but they on the pros side, they put like, N.A., not applicable. And then they put like all these cons and called the principal like, dude, what the fuck? Why are we having a conversation about the benefits? Why is this teacher trying to have a conversation with my son about the benefits of slavery? And the principal was like, oh, yeah, sorry, man. We, our bad. You know, we'll put her on administrative leave or something. We didn't. Your bad? You sound like she's going to get paid. You know, that was, we didn't <laughs> Can I get two happening. years of therapy for free? Like, really? We're still doing, we still can't get this right? What is the pros of owning other human beings? Really? Really? What are the cons the of slavery? Right? It's slavery. That's the Wait, con. What, what, are, what are the pros of owning other human beings on a race basis? I was saying tax write-offs, but yeah. Well, if you ask some, some Southerners who fly the Confederate flag, they will tell you that the Civil War was not about slavery. It was about economics. So well, that's yes. funny because Jefferson Davis said that it was actually about slavery. In first so. paragraph, yeah. <laughs> this is wholly about slavery. You can't tell us we like, can't own slaves. Right. That is our economy. They like to twist it around yeah. because that makes the argument better. Well, because they don't know their facts, that there's also that. No, I don't think it's like a lack of knowledge of the facts. I think it's much more acceptable to people argue that shit. I'm not talking about the black folks. I'm talking about the white folks. I think it's much more acceptable to be like, oh no, no, no. You know, this flag and that that war wasn't I mean, I re- I've had it's these conversations in in undergrad. I yeah. mean I've always gotten up and walked you. out of the class because I was like, you know what? It's too many of y'all and it's like one of me. How are you still alive and how did you not kill anybody? Because it was too many of them. And literally one of me. Literally. You're always walking the room. Like, I did not go to any HBCUs. So you walk in the room, it's like, you got to look around. Like, all right, I'm sitting in the front today. I'm not trying to be funny, but going to HBCU in the middle of Chocolate City when it was still chocolate and not Neapolitan, uh, like, seeing a white person almost became like an event. Like, oh, shit, there's a white person. It wasn't like only one of those things like, was like, we we're like upset or like anything like that. It's just, oh, it's a white person. Okay. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Just, I did not go to an HBCU because, um, if I'm being quite honest, I did not trust myself to be successful at an HBCU. I knew a lot of people that were going to like, you know, <laughs> like the, the, the HBCUs in North Carolina is like central, which <laughs> why mm-hmm. the fuck would I go there? Mm-hmm. And like A&T, mm-hmm. like which... That's where you, you want a HBCU experience. That's mm-hmm. where you go. Mm-hmm. Aggie Pride. And I was just like, mm, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and avoid this trouble so I can make sure I, I get don't, this degree. Just based on what I feel in my spirit right now, I don't think going to an HBCU is going to work out too well. Because I want to graduate at some point mm-hmm. and like get a degree and move on with life. Mm-hmm. And I, if I go to HBCU, I ain't getting a degree in nothing but dick. And so it's just like, I mean, I did all right getting a degree in dick at a, a PWI. Imagine the damage I could have done at an HBCU. Well, I spent 12 years as one of four or five, sometimes six chocolate chips in a, you know, bowl of Madagascar vanilla ice cream. And I thought that I was going delicious. to die. If I had to, like, I was going to drown myself at the bottom of the bowl if I had to do that again for another four years. And so I actually said, you know what I'm saying? This is where I'm going. And after pre-orientation, when I saw just all the varieties of dick that there was, I said, oh, I will be a super duper senior. Let's get that out of the way now. And I'm going to lose my mind for a minute, which is exactly what I did. Yeah, even when I was was going to aware of what was going to happen even for grad school i applied to uh i applied to some i I ended up going to another pwi but i applied to clark atlanta and (laughs) i got accepted to every school i applied to and i had to sit there for a long time think about that i was like are you are you done with with your whole face (laughs) 
<laughs> and I was like, you know what, Jesus? I'm not sure. Let me go on to Baltimore. That way I can at least get a good education and still be around a whole bunch of black folks. Sure indeed. So that's what I did. And then I met you. Yay. Yay. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. But yeah. How different would life have been if you had You know, I think about that sometimes. Like, how different would life be? You know, and that's like one of those weird things. Like, you make one different decision. Mm -hmm. I think... Life is completely different. I actually think I just... I I can't even imagine what would have happened if I'd have gone to a PWI for undergrad. Oh, no, no, no. I know that if I had gone to an HBCU. I I can't even... I'd probably be working at Walmart in Greensboro right now. (laughs) With, like, two kids and... Yeah, no degree. But I, every year I'm going back. <laughs> I, think, I think it would have gone bad and then it would have gone well. Yeah, like the first couple years were interesting. And you know, like one of the things, like when you go to a PWI and you're like, see on campus and you live in the dorms. Like, so I'm going to wrap this up while they continue to talk in the background. No, you're Please not. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this is about to go take a turn. Or whatever. No, it's not. Like just the white people love you because, you know, you're a black person at a white school. And so regardless of how cool or corny you are, you're cool by default because you're black. I, the, the thing is, I, I went to, you know, I, I grew up in Prince George's County, which is very black. black. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, my experience has always been black. black. Like, going, I didn't really have, like, a mixed cultural experience in terms of, like, school or work until I was, like, 23, 24 years old. Mm. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was an adjustment. <laughs> well versed in the ways of whiteness by then. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was it was an it was an adjustment. I will say though, it was it's like it's, it's that that's the first time in a very long time I had really like you know been interacting with like people other than black folks or whatever. Like oh this 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 woman from Colombia is awful pretty. Oh this woman from India is pretty. Like it's just like you know seeing all this different like it's like oh it's a real it's like it's like alternative music for me in, in college whatever reopening the boundaries whatever like oh okay yeah undergrad is when I uh, perfected my code switch. <laughs> hey man, well, you know, I, I wasn't allowed useful to, tool. I wasn't allowed to speak a certain way in, in a household with a college professor as a as a as a mother. No, not necessarily like the the language, but the voice. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like I, I like you've talked to my sister before, mm-hmm. so when you talk to her, she don't she doesn't speak in broken English. Like when she says, "Hey, if she she were to use the N word." It's gonna be a pause because she she articulates it too well, and it's like it's like a little. It's like She's a, little, a hard R, huh? It's not. It's just it's, it's, it's a hard like, A. It's, it's a hard A, but it's like the A curves because it wants to be correct. Nigga, it's, it's just like it's just like yeah, it's just like so like I'm. It's not, to be fair, she doesn't use the word often in my so experience. She doesn't have any vernacular in her soul. Okay, so so no no, she understands it, but she says it. No, it's still proper. No, no. So well, she she like for example, it's she, not in her soul. She says Wheaton. Yes, she does. Ooh, yes, Lord. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it's, and it's not like she's putting on. That's just that's just it. And we had the same parents or whatever. So my my thing is, I know how to speak articulately when I want to. But at the same time, if I'm around people from New York, I talk like I'm from New York. If I'm with people from West Coast, I talk like from West Coast. I will talk to people how they talk to me. So, like, you know, if I'm in a room full of people who are speaking a little more elevated, blah, 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 whatever, so forth and so I can do that. End of the day, I can always come back home. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my code, my goal switch is cold. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my sister be, says When I want to, me. I can be a completely different race on the phone. Yeah. And my, my sister is just always just, you know, just like. I know. don't usually pull it out because, you know, I'm black, y'all. I'm bliggity black and I'm black. But sometimes, you know, you just kind of have to be a Heather. (laughs) And on that note, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to sign off and um, we'll see you guys next week. Maybe. Bye. Yeah. This is T. Rich, a.k.a. Heather Hennessy. (laughs) You know, it's actually a white woman's name. Who else is here? Uh. Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. 
Oh, I did say bye, friends, but Kay Savage. Wishing y'all a wonderful week. Indeed, indeed. A wonderful week. <laughs> Yo, please continue to check us out on social media. Uh, we are available on Facebook. Uh, we are available on Twitter. We are available on Instagram. Look for Flash Black Radio. Um, we're 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 everywhere uh, and on social media. Not everywhere, but we're in most places. And we're also available uh, through your podcasting services such as iTunes, SoundCloud, so forth and so on. So check us out, and also check us out on the website www.flashblackradio.com. We thank you so much for your listenership. We thank you for sharing. We thank you for communicating with us, man. Hit us back, man. Let us know what y'all thinking on Facebook. Let us know what you're thinking on the gram, man. Hit us back. You hit us back. We're going to say something to you, man. That's what it's about. Communication. So thank you for being involved, man. Please continue. Like, keep us in your hearts. Share us with your friends. Tell them to share that with your friends. So forth and so on. Wow, this is like, wow, this is like the longest log off in the history. It is. But I want to make sure, because, like, you know, we're not doing Jesus. this for play play. We doing this, you know, we trying to do something. Put a do bow we have a on it already. All right, we out. No, we don't. <laughs> That's a good way to get them to wrap this shit up. Do we have a pay button? We out. <laughs>